ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Harvey Elliott. Liverpool have won the Carabao Cup. An almost unrecognisable Liverpool. Liverpool won the League Cup overnight with a 1-0 extra-time victory over Chelsea. While the Premier League title is still up for grabs, this may not seem such a big deal, but when you look at the team they fielded, it looks a little more impressive. This is manager Jurgen Klopp's last season in the hot seat at the Reds, so can he go out on the highest of highs with potentially a treble, or will one of the teams nipping at their heels spoil the party? I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Michael Lynch has previously been the Chief Football Writer at Fairfax Papers and is now freelancing and we're very grateful he's sharing his talents with us today. Michael, Liverpool overnight won the League Cup and what they're hoping will be the first of potentially many titles this year. How significant is that League Cup victory to Liverpool? In terms of their annexation of trophies over the decades, it's probably not that significant in that it's just one of a number. Champions again, Liverpool! But in terms of the emotion and the situation they find themselves in with Jurgen Klopp about to leave them, I think it's a hugely significant one for them. You can sort of look at it in both ways there. So, yes, it is very significant because Klopp obviously announcing he's leaving. He's picked a team uh, with a lot of young players. And they've brought through young players from the Youth Academy. They're up against, uh, you know, Chelsea's uh, expensively assembled billion-pound squad who are, you know, certainly not delivered on what was expected of them. Palmer, Gustavo is in his way! And uh, Klopp has shown his master motivational skills, his tactical ability and his ability to sort of build a platform for Liverpool going on beyond him by blooding these young players and giving them a chance to star on the biggest stage at Wembley. And they've done him proud. It's not just the League Cup where they're succeeding. They're sitting pretty on top of the table in the English Premier League, but not clear by much. Man City and Arsenal nipping at their heels with around a dozen matches remaining for each. When was the last time we saw a title race this close? Well, we saw a very close title race, didn't we, between Liverpool and just Manchester City. Manchester City back to business. A couple of seasons ago, I think, when didn't City won, a, won it with 101 points or something ridiculous and Liverpool <laughs> were only two points behind them. But you're right, in terms of a sort of tri- three-way go, well, you know, Aston Villa fans will be... Um, you know, reluctant to say it's a three-way go. They'll say Villa are still in there with a puncher's chance. And even uh, Tottenham supporters are likely to say, look, if, if Spurs can beat Palace next weekend and stay on the coattails, that they're still some sort of chance. But being realistic, uh, if I was a betting man, which I historically have been, I would uh, <laughs> I would just say, look, there's only three real runners in, in this race. And, and that's, though, much better than we've had in recent seasons where we tend to get to this time of the year and Manchester City go on one of those endless runs where they just swat everyone aside. It certainly doesn't look as if that's going to be the case this year. So all of us who 
watch the Premier League and follow it closely should be very grateful for that. In a couple of weeks, Man City and Liverpool face off. And I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm reticent to say this, but do you get the feeling that this is basically the equivalent of a grand final? No, I don't at all. As I've said to you, I, I am not an Arsenal fan. I'm a Tottenham <laughs> supporter. I've been a Spur. I grew up in North London, as uh, your listeners may well tell from my accent. And uh, I've been a Spurs fan pretty much all my life. But I really don't. I mean, I don't think Tottenham are completely out of it. I do think they're about 100 to 1. But I think Arsenal are very, very uh, much in the in the battle here. I would uh, I would think that, uh, that Arsenal are... are, are just as close uh, favourites almost to win this as, as Liverpool and, and City are. Here is Martinelli, less favourite right boot, perfect for Kai Havertz, Arsenal double the lead. So no, I don't think that is a kind of um, grand final, as you put it, that will determine the fate of the title. Arsenal, you know, really should were put themselves in a position to win it last year, didn't they? And they kind of bottled it towards the end and lost, or, or as their critics said, bottled it and lost um, several games, which which cost them, I think, the chance to really win the title last year. I think Arteta, the coach there, and the players have certainly learned from that experience. So I don't think you can count them out as well. So no, it's not a two-horse race. It's definitely a three-horse race quite possibly a four-horse race. Aston Villa exert their authority on proceedings once again. I would still give Villa a tiny squeak, Spurs. <laughs> I'd love to see, I'd love to see it say we're really in the contest, but we're, we're, we're very remote at this point. One of the things that's really unique to world football is the ability for teams to win more than one title in a year. You don't really see it in the NRL or the AFL here in Australia. Liverpool have sewn up the League Cup. They're top in the Premier League and they're still in the hunt for the FA Cup and in the Europa League. How likely do you think it is that they achieve a treble this year? It's not inconceivable. They did do a treble of sorts didn't they 20 years ago they won the Euro UEFA League the UEFA Cup as it was then called now the Europa League uh, I think they won the um, uh, the League Cup and the FA Cup didn't they or something like that but when when uh, about 20 odd years ago so and and Manchester City showed last year of course that you know everything could be won and and they did so um so it's not inconceivable that liverpool will win a treble and you'd have to you'd have to say that uh you know they're, they're very much in that hunt for the league league title as we said the fa cup a lot of it i suppose will depend on the draw you know if they get drawn against the arsenal or city assuming they get through their fifth round tie um you know if they can avoid drawing um a City or an Arsenal in a quarterfinal or semi-final, yeah, you'd have to give them a big shake for the FA Cup. And yeah, and I mean, they've, they've also got the Europa League. You'd have to say they would nearly be the favourites to win that Europa League, wouldn't you? Surely. To underline an emphatic Liverpool win. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp, as you've touched on quite a few times, has announced that this season will be his last at Liverpool and it could be a fairy tale ending. And if he's still coaching at this level, why is he leaving? There certainly doesn't appear to have been any stories suggesting he's ill or anything, have there? So maybe he's just had eight or nine years in the one place and he feels that it is time for another challenge. The pressure of managing a club like Liverpool at the absolute apex of the football global football pyramid must be extraordinary. I will leave the club at the end of the season. 
and he's kind of um he's won a lot with them and he's sort of future proofed them now too hasn't he by bringing in some of these really talented young players the the, the harvey elliott's and um, the the goalkeeper brilliant save by Vivian kelleher in the liverpool goal and a number of other younger players have come through so maybe he just feels i've done everything i can do here i've given them a platform for the future and I'm going to go and find another challenge, have a rest. I mean, he, he's in his mid-50s. Um, he's been under pressure a long, long time. So, And, and perhaps he, he fancies a return to club management. I mean, Bayern Munich will be looking for in, in Germany. I mean, a return to club management in Germany where he started. Bayern Munich have announced that Tuchel, Thomas Tuchel, will be leaving. So he'd presumably be in the frame there. Or if Xavi Alonso, there could be a job swap, couldn't there? Javi Alonso could leave Bayer Leverkusen, uh, where he looks on course to win the German Bundesliga title this year and take the Liverpool job. Maybe uh, Klopp could go to Leverkusen and and take them into the Champions League, you know, as German champions. Who knows? Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just don't know the full story there, do we? We can't talk about the APL without talking about Ange Postacoglu and talking about Jurgen Klopp leaving kind of plays into this. There's been some rumours that Ange might have half an eye on that Liverpool job. Am I living in fantasy land thinking that he might end up there? It depends whose fantasy you want to be a part of. <laughs> um, you know, um, I, and would it be a fantasy for Ange to go to Liverpool? I mean, he was a Liverpool supporter when he was young. Like any kid, I, I had the posters up on my wall and um, Liverpool was, was my team and uh, you grow up and things change. Uh, you know, I used to love happy days back there too, but you know, <laughs> I don't have posters of Fonzie on my wall either. So I mean, I've uh, known Ange Postacoglu for, you know, 25, 30 years and dealt with him professionally for all that time and I yeah I know he's been a Liverpool fan I sat down one day I remember having a coffee with him when he talked to me about um, Bob Paisley in the boot room and Dalgleish and why he supported Liverpool and why he admired the club and the way it always played football and the Liverpool style but if you think about it when is the worst time to join any big club or organisation when a legend has stepped down you, you look at Manchester United, I mean, they've been floundering for a decade since Ferguson went. They've had managers of very high calibre, you know, Louis van Gaal, Jose Mourinho. All these people haven't failed, have failed to, um, to reach uh, the standards Ferguson set. So I, I actually think um, if, if, if he asked me, should I go there? I'd say no. I'd say you, you, you're on a hiding to nothing. You'll be the man that follows the legend. You've got a position at Tottenham where they've invested a lot of faith, hope in you and given you a lot of opportunity here to remake and refashion, not just the first team and the playing style, but the whole kind of ethos of the club. You've got a four-year contract there. If Liverpool win the title under Klopp, the only way is down, isn't it, for a successor? So I would think he would be much better served staying at Tottenham and built, trying to build himself a, a dynasty at White Hart Lane rather than going to Liverpool. But people are emotional. Football is an emotional business, so who knows? But uh, I, I would think Xavi Alonso might be a more likely uh, candidate to replace Klopp than Ange Postecoglou. Well, regardless of where Ange ends up, it's going to be a really exciting finish to the season. Michael Lynch, thanks so much for your time today. Yep, and uh, I'll just finish by saying come on you Spurs, eh? <laughs> 
headlines, an Aussie tennis player Jordan Thompson has had possibly his busiest and also most successful 26 hours on court in his career at Los Cabos. How busy? Well, it looks like this. At 1am on Saturday, local time, he won his semi-final. At 8pm that same day, he beat Casper Ruud in the singles final. Busy, right? But it doesn't stop there. He then had to get straight back on court for the double semi-final alongside fellow Aussie Max Purcell, which they won, and then wrapped up that final at around 3am Sunday morning. I spent so many hours on the court this week and in the quarterfinal, uh, you know, I could have got double bagged. I could have been losing 6-love, six 6-love. Six um, you know, now uh, about to lift the trophy. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think I think it's still a miracle. Ew. Cricket and Australia have completed a clean sweep of New Zealand in the T20 series with a rain-affected victory in Auckland yesterday. Matt Short was the player of the match, scoring 27 off 11 balls and taking a wicket as well. All attention now turns to the tests, which begin on Thursday, and you can hear live and ad-free on the ABC Listen app. NRL and the Panthers have suffered a loss at the hands of English club Wigan in the World Club Challenge after a couple of controversial refereeing decisions, one being a Jake Wardle try for Wigan, which proves to be the match winner, and the other a Taylor May no try call in the dying moments. Regardless of those, Penrith coach Ivan Cleary said you can't take anything away from their English rivals. They executed better than we did, um, and tonight that was enough. Gosh, the season is so close you can almost taste it. Speaking of which, AFL clubs have started getting ready for their season with pre-pre-season matches, but it wasn't great news for the Swans. Former captain Luke Parker suffered a broken arm in their matchup against the Giants and had surgery the following day. There's no timeline for his return just yet. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Joel Kassam. Thanks to BN Sports, Optus Sport, Liverpool FC and Sky Sports for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.